You lost for the team, we ain't Shanlin. Run through 50k, I ain't say cause it was easy. Pretty girl, where you stay? Might as well be with me. AMG the S, Codeine Cowboy in the flesh. Caught up like the rest, but they look up to me. Since it go left, tryna burn a bridge that's left. <laughs> Treat her like the one, try to turn me to a two. I don't keep receipts. Hi everyone, it's Andrea Wagner. Hello everybody, this is Jalen Bang. And it's Alyssa Taff. And this is Rhythm Rundown. So for today's episode, we're going to start getting into the details and breaking down different parts of the music industry, um, different genres, um, and overall music. So we're going to start this episode off with today is our song of the week. Everybody's going to go around and give a song of the week and tell us why, because why not? You want to go first? Yeah, you can go first. Okay. So I have two songs. The first song is called 2021 Vibes by Lucky. Um, what's so funny? Nothing's funny. Uh, okay. It's, um, it's a beautiful vibe. It reminds me of like, like post-COVID, like right after COVID hit. Like it was very like, I felt like nostalgic very much because around that time the song released, a lot of what's happened in my life, so it's just a very, like, you know, very interesting song. And the second song is, is called Sweater Weather. I think I want to do two songs this week as well. My first one is going to be Skin Tight by Raven Lene featuring Steve Lacey. What I love about this song is the melody. And it just makes me have a calm feeling. And that's what I think a song should give you. Like some songs, you just need that. A calm feeling. Something that you can start your day with. And you know, my next song is gonna be a classic. Uh, as soon as I get home by Faith Evans. I've been listening to this for some for the last week or two now, and it just takes me back to when my mom used to play in the in the car. So yeah, those are my two songs of the week. I also have two songs of the week. Uh, my first one being "This Is Why" by Paramore, Ooh. and my next one being "Growing and Dying" by The Backseat Lovers. They're both just very fall vibe songs. Right. Uh, this is why they talk a lot about not wanting to go outside. And with the weather yesterday, with the weather last week, it was kind of a struggle. So yes, 
that those are my two songs of the week. Nice. Good music taste, guys. So what we want to talk about today, well, one of our first topics is the effects of streaming um, and how streaming has affected the music industry. Um, does anyone want to start off or y'all want me to go in with? I'll go, I'll go first. Um, because I know, like, the quality, to me, the quality has um, dropped down tremendously because, mm-hmm. for example, Lil Uzi, right? Mm-hmm. His first album, his first, like, big album, Love Versus the World. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a very um, qual- high-quality song. And it, at that time, it dropped like, 2016, so streaming was an ass, like, big thing as of now. Mm-hmm. It was getting there, and now his recent album, Pink Pink Tape, Pink Tape, um, he dropped like, like five versions of the album. Really? Yes. yes. It's like it's like sickening. Like every every new every week is a new like different part of the album. It's just like the same songs, just different song. Like still the same like songs in the album, but it's different albums with the same songs. Really? It's sick. Yeah, like I've seen people say that they're doing remixes, but. It doesn't feel as if they're really taking the time mm-hmm. to find something new inside the song. Yeah. yeah, to like change it up a bit. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, they went on GarageBand, clicked a cute a couple of things <laughs> in there, and they were like, "Bam, new songs!" Like, okay, literally. And I, I feel like with, um, with labels being so greedy, they kind of force artists to like conform with this like new thing where. Um, they're just trying to get numbers. They're just trying to get more popularity or get more um, get, getting more people to recognize a song. Like, um, I feel like um, an artist, for example. Well, one of my favorite artists, which is sad because he just dropped a new album and it didn't even sound like him. I would say Brent Fias. Like compared to his first album. His most recent album, it didn't even sound like him. And it sounded more of what everybody wants to listen to now for the general population. And I feel like that's an effect of streaming. And, of course, I feel like his label had had some influencing to do with that. Um, Yeah, because, like, a lot of people get into artists mm -hmm. because of what new thing they have to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. But if every artist is trying to appeal to the general public, mm-hmm. they really lose at that core fan base, mm-hmm. which was there for the new and exciting and interesting stuff. And I feel like that's the whole point of there being so many different artists and the the whole point of anybody being able to become an artist is because you're, you're satisfying a specific group's niche. Like you don't have to satisfy everyone just to run up your numbers or just to gain more profit. I feel like um, I feel like um, I feel like it's okay to have um, your minimized or your select group of people that listen to you because that's, that's what makes you unique. Because anybody can make elevator music. Honestly, <laughs> that's so retail store music. <laughs> anybody can make that. So I feel like, why would you want to be that person that everybody puts in the general population category? That's lame. I also think like it's our like time and like 
how we view as like what's good or not. Because like being at the top hundred is like very important to an artist. So I'm thinking making like a quality good song. Mm-hmm. So also like Spotify has like top 100, top 50s, and they want to be on that um, that playlist to get more streams instead of making quality music for the fan base. So I think that also played a big part of the problem. But and like you know. can get onto those Spotify lists, like those top one hundred, top da da da, if you keep appealing to your core fan base. Because like Mitski, for example, mm-hmm. Mitski has been making music for a decade, mm-hmm. and she recently got popular, like a spike in popularity from TikTok. Mm-hmm. But she didn't then go and decide, okay, I'm gonna go onto TikTok and try and get all of these tried to change my music to fit what's extremely popular on TikTok. She stuck to her niche and now she has a song, uh, My Love, My uh, My Love, Mine Oh Mine or whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's going crazy on TikTok. But if you go back and you listen to the rest of her stuff, you can hear the it progression aligns. to that yeah. and it aligns. Yeah, and I and that's another thing that we can lead into how social media has really affected the music industry when it comes to artist originality like um artists feel like a guide for them is other songs that have been um has been going viral on social media lately and taking that and letting it influence their new projects no that's your first mistake because things are only going to go viral due to it being you know new unique and you know something new to the ear now if you go and try to make make that your influence Nobody's going to want to listen to that because they've heard it before. And, yeah, I feel like especially with TikTok, with there being dance challenges or, you know, different trends, it's just the fact that the music industry is for the worst. See, and, like, I like TikTok because mm-hmm. I have been able to find some new artists. Mm-hmm. But I remember one songwriter telling other songwriters the best thing for you music really is to get off of TikTok. Yeah. Because that is just going to, it's going to influence you. And I feel like you can say that with other parts of your life. Like, sometimes you need to get off of social media to figure out what works for you. Honestly. Because sometimes I I think I have my own train of thought until I get on social media. And I'm like, maybe I should go the same way that this person is going or this group of people are going. And I can, and I can um, say that the same thing for music. Um, dang guys, I had a brain fart. Okay. And then another topic that we can really talk about is, since we're talking about originality, is sampling. And what has that done for the music industry? How has it changed it? To be honest, I don't think, like, it has, like, a big effect on music, on music I listen to, for real. Because I, music I listen to, like, they can change it up and make it, like, not better, mm-hmm. but in their own way, and it works to the artist's way. It's very weird, though, because, like, it's one song by Kanye. Um, let me try to pull up real quick. I heard this song. But he has a song he, um, he sampled. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very old song. But he made it as his own, though. Yeah, and a lot of people sample Kanye West's song. And, um, but I feel like when it comes down to sampling, um, when it comes down to sampling, it can be tricky because, um, Drake, for example, he has this, um, 
He had this song called Emotionless, and he sampled the entirety of a Mariah Carey song. And what can I say about creativity and originality? It's a really nice song. I love to listen to it. But how could you go on and saying that's your own? I could see if, you know, you took pieces and parts, but the entirety of a song, I feel like there's a gray area when it comes to sampling. Yeah, because I've seen some people talk about the nostalgia factor for some mm-hmm. sampling. Because there's that David Guetta and B.B. Rexa song mm-hmm. where, like, it samples that, I'm blue if I was doing that mm-hmm. that. And, like, that's literally the entire song. But yeah. she, like, sings, like... I'm good and I'm feeling alive or something like that. And man, do I hate it. Yeah. And like every time I hear it, I'm like, dang, was this lazy. Because we're expecting something new from you. And that's what I was saying. Does sampling make the music industry lazy? But I've heard beautiful pieces. Sampled with sampling. Yeah, they take, but they do it the right way. And that's my thing. For example, with Drake, I don't feel like the way he did it was ethical. And I feel like if you're going to do something and if you want to make um, a song or a piece of art that's going to be notable or honored in the future, it has to be ethical, regardless if you sample or not. Um, You have to give credibility to songwriters, producers. That just comes with the music industry. And you just have to be respectful. Um, But on the other hand, though, because I'm stuck in the middle... On the other hand, though, I do feel like sampling can lead to creativity. It's been creativity. Um, how can I put this? I don't know. Because yeah, I, I feel like sampling, it can bring in a new layer to the song. Mm-hmm. Because there are times where like, you can take the meaning of the song mm-hmm. that, it, that was sampled from. Yeah, and align it with the theme. Yeah, and then it adds in this new layer Mm -hmm. and new richness to the new song. Yeah. So, sampling isn't lazy. It's not lazy at its core, right? But you can make sampling very, very lazy. 100%. Oh, Jalen, I feel like on the parts where you mentioned Kanye or... or when I mentioned Drake, you can just put like a snippet. Like, something in uh, like the sample and the snippet, the original. Yeah, you could do that to add more minutes. Or, and then like take one song from each song of the week. And so when we talk about sampling, actually, according to producer Tech, the genre that's responsible for sampling is hip hop. It was birthed by, um, during hip hop parties, DJs would take different funk and soul records to make a new sound. And I honestly feel like hip hop is the really the main influence for other genres. I feel like a lot of things hip hop does first and then it uh, gets transferred to different, you know, pop or what's another one? Rock, yeah. all of that. Um, Especially with the boom, with the rise in popularity of hip hop back in the 2000s mm-hmm. and 2010s. Yeah. And you can really see how now it seems like almost every genre has sampled some music of some sort. Um, And it just shows um, how influencing hip-hop can be. 
So after talking about um, the effects of streaming and making songs mainstream, as well as sampling and how sampling has either um, has either and how sampling can be used well and how it can be used quite poorly. Um, I feel like now when I think the music industry should like look at the overall and be like, you know, <laughs> no. <laughs> I really feel like we should. So after reviewing how um, mainstreaming and sampling has affected the originality of the music industry, I feel like artists now need to step back and determine what's their own their own niche and their own category and their own lane because that's what makes every artist their themselves and that that's what makes everyone's um music platform built on different artists we're not all trying to listen to one artist we're trying to um get a piece from here or there you know what y'all think yeah i also think that uh, record labels, they need to stop being lazy with promoting their artists because I see a lot of them complaining, oh, we only have Olivia Rodrigo as the next pop star. But Olivia Rodrigo had her own audience before she even started making music. Mm -hmm. They have yet to do anything mm -hmm. for this new age of technology that we have. Yeah, and I also feel like when you mention labels, I feel like labels need to stop always going for the most money, what they can get money out of. That's how you're going to actually lose money. You're trying to change, you, you take on these artists and you're trying to change them and flip what they're about and no one wants to listen to them no more. That's why we started listening to them because they were a new sound and something we never heard before. I just think that artists just need to ditch labels totally because like now with like the internet and like how big it is um, mm -hmm. like famous i just think like the role of a label is not as prominent or as as like needed anymore and you know what i do i kind of agree with that because labels were needed back in the day to get people's names out or to fund their projects but as we're going as we're leading more into social media it's so easy for a good song to go viral. There's really no need for a label. But I do think that labels uh, is what's there to keep uh, artists organized because when you're a popular artist, there's so many things that go into that. And that's when I feel like a label is useful. Yeah. So, but they're not even doing that. Right. Too many PR disasters. Exactly. So thank you for tuning in this week. And next week, we will be getting into women artists in different genres with a focus on hip-hop and rock. Um, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.